couple of years ago, I got this letter, um, I guess about maybe five or six years ago, and uh, it was a, a really, really nice letter, um, so I kept it, and I, I said to myself, I'm going to, I know I'll use it sometime in some way, so today's the day. Um, listen, listen to this here. Dear Father Brian, a word of thanks. We've never met, but I recently stumbled upon your mass at the beach. I happened to be on the boardwalk last month. My visit to Long Beach was something of a reunion. I lived in the West End with friends back in the 80s for a few years after college. Such great memories. I now live in Virginia, but was back in town for a funeral. I decided to grab a few hours at the beach. I hadn't surfed in years, but I gave it a try. It wasn't pretty, but it was fun. I got lunch in town after, and then went for a stroll on the boards. The boardwalk never gets old. It was during this walk that I encountered the mass on the sand. I saw the crowd before I realized what was going on. I stopped for what I thought would be a few seconds, but I stayed and stayed and stayed until the end. I was overwhelmed by the experience, the number of people and their reverence and the music. I'm Catholic, in fact, 12 years of Catholic education, but I have to admit, it's been a while. For no particular reason, the church and I just became distant over the years. And then he goes on to say in this letter, um, he talks a little bit about himself, kind of where he's coming from, and he said he was a teacher. In fact, he was a college professor. Uh, I guess somewhere in Virginia, he didn't say where. And he said that he teaches film. And then he explained how he had recently uh, written an article about The Godfather, the movie. It sounded like an expert, like an authority. In fact, he said he was uh, preparing a, a lecture on the article about the movie. And then he mentions a particular scene in the movie. And if you've seen the movie, you'll, you'll, you'll remember this one. It's when uh, Sonny, James Caan, gets gunned down. It's a pretty wild scene, pretty violent and memorable. Actually, supposed to, like it was, according to the, the movie and the book, it was like out here. Uh, I guess like the family, the Corleones lived in, I think like it would be Atlantic Beach. They filmed it, the scene where he's killed, they filmed it, uh, people, everybody thought, well, it was supposed to be, in the book it's described as um, Jones Beach, the Jones Beach Causeway, which is now the Wantaw Parkway. But they actually didn't film it there. There's some dispute as to where they actually filmed it. Some say it was in Brooklyn at uh, Floyd Bennett Field, 
and then others say it was filmed at Mitchell Field in Nassau. When Mario uh, Puzo wrote the novel, they say he, he kind of got his uh, geography a little mixed up. He's describing the scene and he's got Sonny kind of coming through here, through Long Beach, and where he gets shot is, um, in the book he kind of says it's Jones Beach, but his description of it is actually really just the, uh, the loop, like the Loop Parkway. In fact, I, I'm told that there used to be a, a toll booth on the loop. So that's actually, you know, it's all fiction, but that's where it happened. That has nothing to do with the homily at all. I just thought it was kind of interesting. Um, but in this letter, he describes the scene when Sonny gets it. And I looked it up. I mean, I've seen it a million times, but I, I YouTubed it just to kind of refresh my memory. And he pulls up, James Kahn pulls up, and there's a car in front of him who's just gone through the toll. And then uh, Sonny pays the toll guy, and, but the car in front of him stops. So he's kind of trapped, like he can't, he's in the toll and he, this guy is preventing him. So he starts leaning on the horn, yelling at him. And all of a sudden, Sonny looks to his left where the toll guy was, and the toll guy drops down below for cover. So he looks at that, and this is all like in a second, he looks at that and he realizes something's going on. And then he looks forward and like five guys come out of that car in front with machine guns. And then he tries to get out of the car and there's five more machine guns in the adjacent toll booth. So it's just brutal scene. Everywhere he looks, he's met with bullets. And then this guy goes back to his experience on the beach at Mass in this letter. And he describes that night this sort of mistake. He had no intention of being there. He was just going for a walk. And he describes uh, the surf that night and the beauty of it. And then the setting sun and the beauty of that. And then he talked about the Mass, the prayer. He said he saw hundreds of people on their knees after receiving communion. He was like, where am I? Like, what, this, is, this is unreal. And the power of that. And then he said he started having almost like flashbacks to, to growing up in a very Catholic house where the Mass was a given, church was a given, not on the beach, but just the liturgy. Sort of like how no matter where you are, you could be in a cathedral, you could be on the beach, it's the same. And just the crazy power of that. And then I, I guess I mentioned, I'd forgotten about this, but the letter reminded me, in the homily at that mass, I talked about an experience I had with my aunt and uncle, my godparents. A couple of years before, we were at a, like a barbecue. It wasn't even a big deal, maybe 20 people, in another cousin's backyard. And somebody was playing music in the background. And then uh, a Glenn Miller song came on, Moonlight Serenade. And my uncle got up, he walked over to my aunt and he said, Grace, it's dance time. And he just got up and she got up, she didn't miss a beat. 
And they just started dancing like in front of us. Like it was not, nobody was dancing. It wasn't really that kind of a setting. But it was the coolest thing. It was so romantic. It was just like two minutes of them dancing. And they looked so great together. Well, anyway, uh, this guy in the letter said that was his parents' song. Moonlight Serenade. Like that was their song. So he just thought of now he's thinking about his parents when I referenced the song. And then at the end of the Mass, after the closing song, I asked the, the tech guys, Jordan and Joe, I said, hey guys, play, play Moonlight, Moonlight Serenade. So that blasted all over the beach. And this guy said he just, he just started to weep. It's amazing how music can do that, doesn't it? Like it can just bring you to like a moment, a memory. Like you hear this, every time you hear this one song, you immediately go to some time in your life, some moment maybe in your life. Well, that's what happened with this guy. And he said he was like weeping on the, on the boardwalk, thinking about his parents and how he missed them and how he loved them and how they loved each other. Like when he told the story about Sonny, with a scene that was like, everywhere Sonny Corleone looked, he found bullets going this way, straight ahead, that way. But this guy on the beach that night said, said in this letter, everywhere he looked, he found God's grace. He found God's fingerprints like in all different directions and in very different shapes and sizes. But it was so God. God was so there in these moments. God in creation, the sunset. God in the sacrament, the people at the Eucharist. God in Glenn Miller, the power of art. You know, today is um, Trinity Sunday. And the church does this once a year. We have a, a, a weekend set aside where we just focus on the Trinity. The readings always have something to do with the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And we're supposed to get up and just talk about how, like, this is what we, this, this God that we believe in exists. This one God in these, like, multiple ways. And it's a very, like, you know, we, we try to explain it. Nobody ever quite fully gets it. Like, nobody gets God completely. Man, if you think you got God, well, then you, you don't. Like, how arrogant is that to think, oh, I figured, out, I figured out actually how God is. We get glimpses. And if we're lucky, we get lots of glimpses. But we're never going to fully get God. But at any rate, this Holy Trinity is like the church's way of saying, this is what we believe about God. I took a whole course on it in the seminary. Like an entire semester course just on the Trinity. It was brutal. It was like, I think I believed less in the Trinity after this, this course. It was so, like, mind-numbing, so theological. The textbook, I always think of this on this weekend, the textbook we had to read, the name of the book was called Trinity, The Reason for Our Hope. It was unintelligible, this book. Trinity, The Reason for Our Hope. We renamed it Trinity, the reason to smoke dope. 
It was just like, I can't, this is like, I don't, I don't get it. It was too much. I mean, there's a place certainly for theology and trying to figure out the meaning. But on another level, maybe it's just this. Maybe this is the point, or it's mine, and I think it was the guy who wrote the letter. There's a lot of God out there. Sort of like Sonny, like everywhere you look, God is to be found. God is to be seen. We just got to be good at catching the fingerprints. I think in a lot of ways we live in a time, in a culture, where we stink at that. <laughs> We're just not good at like connecting these dots and be like, yeah, I think God was just, I think God was just part of this. Was it like a full-blown miracle? I mean, maybe, usually not. But that doesn't mean God wasn't there. And by the way, sometimes he is there in the miracles. I think the challenge for all of us is to be like, like to be like, we gotta be like detectives. However, detectives, I don't know how they do it, but when like there's a, like a crime scene, it's like, you know, they're checking for prints. We wanna see whose these are, who was here. Well, to do that with God, God in our lives, I think that's what this guy was doing in this awesome letter. I saw he saw God in nature, he saw God in, in the power of prayer, community, and the power of a song, music. I think art does it all the time. But Brian Wilson, he's the guy who, he really wrote all of the, the great Beach Boy songs. It's like, who doesn't love the Beach Boys? And he's really the, he was the architect behind all of it. He wrote it all. He's kind of a genius. This is what he said. He said, I believe that music is God's voice. That's it. Brian Wilson nailed it. He's like, he made this connection between music, something that we create, something that he created, but he's like, no. It's actually God's voice. It's God speaking through me. That's exactly what we believe. That's what this Father, Son, Spirit, this Trinity is about. Think of the movie. It's like a timeless movie, isn't it? The Godfather. I mean, it's one of those movies you can watch forever. I mean, don't you think on some level God was working through Francis Ford Coppola and all those artists that were connected? That's what God gives us. Yeah, we're really good at loving the song or loving the movie, but we're sometimes not so good at saying, who's the source? Where'd the song come from? Yeah, it was Brian Wilson, but, but not really. Yeah, it was um, you know, Marlon Brando and James Caan, kind of, but not really. God is the source. So I think the challenge or a challenge for us, like not just today, but like all the time, always is to be like, I, gotta, I, gotta, I just gotta get better at, I gotta write a letter like that guy wrote. I gotta get better at seeing God in the life he's given me. And then I gotta pass that on to the people I love. The people who are struggling to see. Hey, I mean, I'm thinking of you guys. 
all get married in the next couple of months or in the next year or whatever. I mean, the day you get married and you'll stand up here or wherever, wherever church you're going to be in, you know, we all go to lots of weddings in the course of a year or two or three, right? Especially if you're of a certain age where everybody in your age is getting married. They kind of blend together. You know what never gets old, ever gets old, is when you guys make those promises to each other. Like time stands still in those moments. I think because God is uniquely present. And he's kind of like working and walking and talking through you guys. Yesterday we were here, we had a 50th wedding anniversary renewal of vows. It was awesome. This great couple from the parish here, their kids, their grandkids. Their whole lives are like wrapped in faith. It's funny, they called a couple of, you know, two or three months ago saying they'd like to renew them. And I, it was a Saturday. It's like Saturdays are crazy busy. And I said, I said, yeah, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do a real renewal service right after, right after the 530 mass or. And they call back and like super polite, but she was awesome. She was like, Father, we have to, we got to have a mass. Like this is too important to us. And I realized at that moment, I was like, you got your mass. Like, Absolutely, because they get it. I suspect that couple could write one of those letters. And like I said, the challenge is for all of us is to do the same. If I can't see God in my life, and I'm probably not looking in the right places. Think of somebody you know who's just struggling to see. Help them see.